whatever we can do to help people understand how to have two-way communication with their dog and live their best life with their pets is what we strive for. And I would say after our customers um, and focusing on their experience and probably before our customers, it's our staff because you're only as good as the people who work with you and represent you. Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Talking with Katie Ast of Just Dog People, I got to see just how passionate she is about dogs and helping pet parents build a strong human-animal bond. I do my interviews over Zoom, so although you can't see Katie's face while you listen to this episode, let me tell you that she is brimming with excitement and compassion about this industry. A lifelong dog lover, Katie told me that she always wanted to live amongst dogs. Don't we all? (laughs) Well, she's truly made that her life. From her shop to her new multi-purpose training and event space to her own home where five Shelties keep her company. Katie is all about building a community of dog lovers. And she says that her business isn't just a pet products shop or just a dog wash. It is so much more than that. She treats her staff and customers like their family. In fact, she's run businesses with her mom and currently her husband. For Katie, family, dogs, and business are three peas in a pod. I am so excited to share this conversation with you. And if you'd like to connect with more women who love dogs and business, like Katie and I do, (laughs) join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group. There's about 700 dog-obsessed bosses in there who are ready to give feedback, advice, and support for you and your pet business. Just search Facebook for Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs, and we'll see you in there. After Katie Ast graduated from Appalachian State University in Boone, North Carolina, she moved to Atlanta to take an apprenticeship with a well-known dog trainer. After three dogs, she moved back up to North Carolina and opened a dog boarding and daycare called Bone Voyage. Katie ran Bone Voyage for 12 years before selling the business. After taking a year off to explore options, Katie opened Just Dog People with her husband, Jason. In 2019, Just Dog People was named Retailer of the Year, Concept, and Innovation, a truly humbling honor. And just this past October, Katie and Jason opened Barks and Recreation, a dog activity, training, and learning center with their good friend, Jackie. When she's not running her businesses, Katie enjoys spending time with her five Shelties, Zoe, Olive, B, Veda, and Ren, ages one to 13 years old and all girls. <laughs> Hi, Katie. Hi, I'm 
very excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you. And um, I actually, I found you through the um, Retailer of the Year Award that you won. Um, so I'm so excited to have you on here. We don't, we don't get a whole lot of brick and mortar retailers on the show. So um, I'm excited to hear about all your expertise. Well, I am too. I mean, I, I love what I do and I'm passionate about what I do and I love talking about it. So I hope I give good answers and I hope I'm entertaining for your audience. <laughs> I, I already know that it's going to be great. <laughs> um, so I, let's like, I always like to go back in time first so we can kind of like talk in chronological order. So when, when you graduated from college and you went to Atlanta to work with this dog trainer, what inspired you to do that? Because that seems like a big move. I think, you know, I've always been interested in dogs since I was a little girl. Like my earliest memories are of spending time with my personal dog and how much I enjoyed her company, even more so than other girls my age or, you know, wanting to do other things. I love spending time with this one dog and I found myself just enjoying living my life around dogs. And every time I came across a person that was out walking their dog on leash, or I'd see their dog as I'm riding the bus home and I'm curious as to what kind of dog it is. I've just always been interested in it. So when I was 15 years old, I went and got a work permit because I wanted to do something that I was passionate about to see if that's where I wanted to go in my life. And my first job was in a boarding kennel. And I was able to work around a bunch of dogs and different cats and in husbandry. And I found it so rewarding because I like the communication that you can have with an animal. I think it's fascinating that this different species could actually learn to emote and communicate and give so much back, sometimes even more than you can get from people, that it just really fulfilled me and made me feel rewarded in a way of something that I was very interested in. And I think if, if people have the ability to follow something they're passionate about, your work or your job never feels like you're working or you have a job that you have to go do that maybe isn't really what you want to do in life. And we spend a lot of time at work. So if you don't enjoy what you do, a majority of your life, you could be unhappy or dissatisfied. So my first job was in a dog kennel and I just loved it. And when I ended up going to college, one of my first summer jobs was demoing dog food in big box pet stores. So I was able to like learn about, you know, the industry initially with boarding and husbandry, and it was attached to a vet clinic. And then in college, I spent time learning about nutrition and selling dog food. And about halfway through college, my major was um, communications with a focus in advertising. And they talked a lot about meeting deadlines, and it was highly competitive. And I am a competitive person, but more so like a board game competitive person. And I just thought, I don't know that I want to get involved in this kind of rat race. I would love to do something that makes me just feel good about myself and that I enjoy. So my family's dogs had been trained by this company, Atlanta Comprehensive Pet Therapy, and Mark Spivak was the owner. So I reached out to him and was able to obtain an apprenticeship my junior year of college. And our agreement was if I finished college, I could then move back down to Atlanta and learn and train under him. Um, and one of the caveats of that was I had to get my own puppy. 
and learn on my own puppy. And, you know, as a 22 year old, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm an adult now. I get my own dog. I get to care for my own puppy. And I spent that whole summer just looking forward to, to getting this dog. And I'd already decided I was going to get a Sheltie because I met one when I was working at that boarding kennel. Her name was Taffy and I just fell in love with her. And I thought this, this is the breed I feel like a connection to. It's a kindred spirit. So I got my first Sheltie when I was 22 years old and named her Hallie. And Hallie taught me so many lessons. And Mark was wonderful at guiding and directing me on how to learn to communicate with dogs and troubleshoot dogs and work with people to understand their dogs. And it was just, it was wonderful. I did it for three years. And then we ended up, um, I moved back up here to North Carolina, which is where I'd gone to school and was able to open the boarding kennel. And it was funny because it was like coming full circle from where I first started at 15 years old to being able to open a boarding kennel that offered doggy daycare and training, which is what I'd been working on for the past three years. Um, And I actually did that with my mother. And that was a really neat thing for me to move back home and give her an opportunity of something that we could go close over and work together. And we really enjoyed that when we were doing Bone Voyage. She ended up retiring early and I finished out, you know, running that business after 12 years. And at that point, I kind of decided like you should reinvent yourself every so many years or life becomes stagnant. Yeah. I mean, 12 years is a long time to do the same thing. It's a long time. And in the boarding world, you work 365 days a year. You know, holidays are your busy time. Exactly. You want to work around other people's schedules. And it, you know, it kind of got to the point where I was trying to find more of a work-life balance, which is something I always struggle with because I probably am a workaholic because I'm very goal-oriented and driven. And uh, we ended up selling that and took a year off. I asked my husband if I could become a trophy wife and he was like, you know, you'd be great at it, but let's see how long you last. And within like a year, I was so bored to tears and I was lonely because I'm an extrovert and I like to like refill by being around people and having feedback and enjoying others. And so then we decided to start Just Dog People and it was kind of self-serving as to why we started that business because for years, I'd had this elevated tub at the kennel where I could bathe all my dogs standing up. And then I ended up for a year bathing them on my knees on the floor in our bathtub. And I thought, man, we really could use a self-serve dog wash out here in our area where we live. So that's kind of where the concept came from. And then it just grew from there to where we are today. And we just love it. I've been in business with my mother and now I'm in business with my um, husband. So I definitely like the mom and pop feel and the community and and the sense of family with people that I work with. But sometimes I think maybe I'm a little crazy that I went into business with my mother and now my husband. But you know, we're still we're still married, even though he 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 threatened, you know, to divorce me after four. We were at four dogs, and he said, if you get a fifth, I'm walking. And I thought, wow, like four husbands and a or one, four dogs and a husband or five dogs. 
and five dogs is probably easier than sometimes four dogs and a husband. I mean, I love him. And then when he saw I wavered on the decision, he quickly recanted and we do have the fifth dog now together. Obviously he did not have the upper hand in that argument. (laughs) You know, in the dog world, there's definite order. And my husband's sweet enough to let me kind of, he's a little bit of a pushover and lets me kind of push through on some of those agendas. And, you know, we're, we're happy. We, We don't have any children. So we feel like we're, we have room for several dogs. So well, you're the second person in a row that I've interviewed with who has five dogs. Really? <laughs> um, the, the woman on the last episode, she had five chihuahuas. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, th- I think she, I think she was on her way to her sixth or so, or maybe she had, <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember, but I I'm feeling like a chump with my two labs. <laughs> I need to get more dogs. <laughs> you know, I'll, I have, figured out a theory on why people have multiple dogs. And one is two is perfect. You either have two hands or you have two people in the family that can help, you know, with two dogs. It's the third dog. And I call it the gateway dog. If you get a third dog, you're probably already outnumbered, even in the number of hands you have or the number of people in your household. So at that point, it's like, what's the difference from four and five? You're already outnumbered. So we just kind of keep growing our numbers. And it seems like every other year we're in the market to expand our pack. But I think we're going to hold strong at five because our last one is uh, she's definitely a handful. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, this is like you just have so many great stories to share and everything. And I I love hearing about all that you're doing. Um, I want to hear more about the store, Just Dog People. So um, what what makes Just Dog People? So amazing. So probably maybe our what our focus is. Um, you know, we don't actually consider ourselves a pet retail business or a pet groomer or a pet self-serve dog wash. We consider ourselves a hospitality company that happens to sell pet products. And we focus on superior customer ex- uh, experiences. Our customers and You know, what they mean to us and our staff and what they mean to us matter more to us than most things that probably are at the forefront of of business owners' minds. Um, We feel that it's too easy for people to stay home and buy online, especially nowadays because of everything that's changed and, and, you know, what's going on with COVID. Um, So you have to give people a reason to come in and actually get dressed and want to shop and be with you. And we find that if we focus on our customers and we deliver excellent customer service and a great experience, it gives them that reason to come in and visit us and perhaps obtain, you know, like a a one-on-one conversation about nutrition. Uh, We're very hands-on. We have a personalized harness fitting section in our store, which is similar to, you know, an old school shoe store back in the day when we used to have those. And we measure every single dog and personally fit up to 16 different harnesses that we carry. It's like Victoria's Secret. (laughs) And it's funny you say that because I often tell people, especially women, you know, wearing a harness on a dog is like wearing a bra. You want to take it off the second you get home right? So if they leave the harness on, you know, the dogs are more likely to chew it. And they usually think, you know, that's kind of a funny thing. But we find if we can help people satisfy their needs in the ways that you can't online, then we're able to develop relationships. 
And we've had the luxury of living in this same area now for 17 years. And our kennel, our boarding kennel was in this area, our stores in this area. So our clientele, we're on our second, third, sometimes fourth generation of dog for them. Mm-hmm. And we like to be able to hit, you know, any need that we can as a one-stop shop. If you have nutrition needs or pet supply needs or full service bathing needs, self-service bathing needs, training needs, whatever we can do to help people understand how to have two-way communication with their dog and live their best life with their pets is what we strive for. And I would say after our customers um, and focusing on their experience and probably before our customers, it's our staff because you're only as good as the people who work with you and represent you. And a lot of times these days, uh, businesses don't focus on their people anymore. There's a churn and burn theory where it's just get as much out of people as you can, let them go on and replace them. And I don't see the point of doing that when you have the opportunity to grow people and either build resumes because this job may not be their end goal, but what can I give them to benefit them later in life so that they can reach their goals? So we we operate on a round table. We don't have positions. We don't micromanage. We give our, um, our staff three simple rules. And if you follow those th- three simple rules, then we'd never have any issues. And the first rule that we give them, and this is the day that they actually start onboarding with us, is to give your um, teammates a better work day than they expect. Focus on the people you work with. If you're pleasant and enjoyable and you create that kind of environment with people you spend a lot of your time with, you're going to enjoy being at work. Um, Our second rule is give your customer a better experience than they expect. Greet them when they come in the door. Answer any questions that they have. If you don't know the answer, that's fine. But take the time to figure out who can give them the answer and assist them, you know, to the best of their needs. And our third rule is, you know, make it right for the customer. So we mess up. That's just people. You know, we will make mistakes time to time. But if we make sure that we make it right for the customer, you can't fail. You know, you you always put the people who matter most ahead of you. It's it's not about your bottom line. It's not about being the biggest with the most stores and the most presence online. It's literally about focusing inward on those who matter. And I think that's what Neighborhood Pet is all about. Are you enjoying this interview? If you'd like to continue talking about dogs and business with the added support of a like-minded community, Get on the waitlist for Wear, Wag, Repeat Society. This is my monthly membership program for women petpreneurs and pupfluencers who are looking for accountability and support to make bark-worthy breakthroughs in their business. It's amazing what you can accomplish when you're surrounded by the right people and their dogs. <laughs> Join the waitlist now at wherewagrepeat.com slash society. So people, I think that, that you touch on so many things. And I think the big difference, like you said, is that customer service and the information and the education component, because when you go online, you can't really 
ask a detailed question to the chat bot on some website. Um, and if you go to a big box store, there's, I mean, how could they even know the answers to everything? Cause they carry so many things. Um, so how do you educate your, your staff and your team um, when there are like so many new products coming out all the time and so many changes, how do you keep people informed? That's a good question. Um, we rely a lot on our vendors to keep us, you know, up and ahead and informed on what they have coming up. And with COVID, a lot of vendors have been forced to figure out ways to train and teach online because they weren't doing in-store visits as much. Um, so we have we have morning training every morning where for 30 minutes before we open up, we focus on something. And a lot of time it's role playing. So we might be role playing different scenarios in our dog wash. Or we might role play, here's a new dog food. Here are the components that are important about it. These are the questions you should ask to kind of decide if this is the right food for that person. And then we practice having dialogue back and forth because your teammates can come up with other ways to address certain questions or, you know, troubleshoot different explanations or things that people might have with their dogs. And I think unless you have two-way communication and an open conversation online, you can't bring up all the variables, you know, and dogs have variables, their lifestyle, their breed, their owner schedule, their sensitivities. All of these things can matter when you're trying to figure out what is the best thing for this dog. And unfortunately on the internet, we can't always trust what all we read these days. You know, a lot of things are opinion based and we like to do a program with our staff that's called the swag bag program. And that's a neat thing where they get a bag of products every month that they take home and try and use so they can relate personal experience with the product with our customers. Because a, a personal review, I think, goes a long way, either towards, yes, this worked for my dog, or no, that wouldn't work for my dog. Um, so we try to put products in our staff hand. Well, we that's great because they probably all have different kinds of dogs, too. They do. And, you know, not everything is appropriate for every dog. And, you know, we hire a lot of younger kids and sometimes they can't or they don't have the budget to be able to try a bunch of things in the store. So we like to give them the, that opportunity because they have connections with them. They understand the product more if they can practice with it on their own time. And I'm a visual learner. So somebody just talking at me and telling me this product is going to do X, Y, and Z isn't the same as me touching it, feeling it, putting it on a dog, using it, and seeing that that experience is immeasurable because they'll never forget that. They might forget what you told them, but they're not going to forget actually experiencing that product and being able to relay that to the people who come in our door. Right. And seeing that the joy that comes from the dog, if it's, a, if it's a great toy or something like that. And then I think the important part, which is, which is part of what you're selling is the human animal bond between, you know, seeing, seeing how happy it makes you to see your dog enjoying something. And that's kind of like the special sauce. <laughs> it is. I mean, people, people love their pets and they love making their pets happy. It's almost like having, you know, Christmas every morning when you get to come home with something and your dog gets all these wonderful things to try. And it, it's just neat. I get a lot of personal enjoyment out of making my dogs happy. So I definitely feel like dog people 
are the same way and they're dog people for a reason, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So now I want to, if, if we can like shift a little bit, I want to ask you about your new place, Barks and Recreation, which you just opened in October, 2020. Was that in the planning stages for a long time? Or did you decide in 2020 that people are crazy for their dogs and they needed another place or, you know, how did that come to be? Um, okay. So coming up with Barks and Recreations, kind of probably started a year ago from a need of a lot of different things needing to have a central location. And there was a um, eye doctor in the suite right next to just dog people. And I, ever since the day we first signed our lease to put our store in there, I told Jason, as soon as that eye doctor doesn't resign his lease, I want that space because it's like 2000 square feet right attached to us convenient. And I feel like, you know, the more we can offer in our location, the more we can serve our community. And we had been doing training classes out of just dog people since we opened. We weren't able to do many because of our hours. You know, we were open from 10 to 7. So we were able to have a 7 p.m. class. And it involved moving all of our products and stuff out of the way. So it was a lot of work. And the people didn't have as much room to actually train with their dogs. So it was always looking for another space to be able to offer training in a way that was more conducive to learning the different behaviors than we were at just dog people. And so as soon as um, that space became available and it just happened to come up last year during COVID when there was a lot of really, you know, sad things going on, we saw that as an opportunity to move forward with something that there was a need for. And it was the type of business that we felt we could be able to curtail to the needs of dealing with COVID by offering small classes, being able to social distance people because of the space within, um, being able to wear masks there and different things to keep people safe. And our partner, Jackie, had just been wanting something to do. Like she had recently retired. And when she and I first met at the boarding kennel, like 15 years ago, she told me one day she was going to come work with me because she thought it was just such a neat thing to work around dogs. And she had worked in the federal government. So we proposed this idea like, hey, we really want to start this dog training company, um, but not just training, but a way to give people the opportunity to enjoy fun activities with their dogs and live their life with their dogs, give them options and show them how you can really grow your relationship and your bond. You know, dogs spend their whole day at home waiting for us to get home from work typically. And we come home and we're tired and they're so excited to see us. And it's hard sometimes to give them what they need from us, but it should be, you know, an equal relationship of what we're able to provide and give for them because they give so much back to us and their unconditional love and protection and affection. And um, I've always wanted to start a book club and call it the Plot Hounds, which is a dog breed. Yes. To read like, you know, dog books or books on, you know, dog behavior with people who enjoy reading about that thing. And Barks and Recreation has the opportunity to do dog related activities with their people. So we don't just train dogs there. We also do, um, we're about to start having bingo nights where people can come in with their dogs and play bingo. Bingo, also a dog. dog. (laughs) And we've done, um, what do you, uh, wine and design where people have come in and painted their pets. Fun. We 
do lots of rescue events. You know, a lot of times rescues are outside and the elements can affect how the dogs do. So now we offer them the opportunity to use that space and have their dogs, you know, meet up for meet and greets that meet and greets there or have their events there. Um, We like to plan special pop-up events. For example, this last Valentine's day, we offered a date night with your dog and Woofy be my Valentine. And it's it's a neat way to take the recreational space of Parks and Recs and JDP's customer base and share the businesses together because they started at Parks and Recs and the dogs got to do a kissing booth photo opportunity with their people. And we did cute little mini Polaroid snaps for that. Then they made their owners a Valentine's Day card from the dog. We had a little craft station set up and they could dip their paw in paint, make their little Valentines. And then they went next door to just dog people and got a special pampered Valentine's Day bath in our self-serve dog wash and a Valentine's Day swag bag. So we really like to go above and beyond for our customers and have these little pop-up events where they can experience both sides of those businesses. Well, not only is it like so complimentary, but it just, it makes me feel like you're creating this whole community space because in our society these days, like there's not that many places that you can really just go and socialize. That's not like a bar really. Um, There's just not that many places. And so, you know, it's so nice to have an option to connect with your dog people, just dog people. (laughs) And, you know, here in Pittsburgh, like my dog friends and I, like we meet up all the time. um, And we're always saying, I wish there was like some kind of indoor place. And I mean, I, I have so many ideas of cool things. I want to, I'll tell you that maybe you can do this. I wanted to do a self-defense class for women and their dogs. So like, since you walk your dog or I walk my dog by myself all the time, like, what would you do if someone approached you? Um, a great idea. I, I thought mean, that would be such a cool class. So great idea. I love you that. You can do it. Okay. <laughs> maybe you can come down and visit and we could do it together. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that. I would love that. Um, Yeah. So it just sounds like you have so many cool things going on. And it's like, like, it's not like you, I think at the beginning of our interview, you said like, it's not just a pet supply store. It's not just a groomer. It's like a lifestyle, you know, a culture. Um, And it, it really sounds like that way for sure. You know, it is. I think it's interesting you mentioned that because I've recently started writing my first blog. I haven't published it yet, but it's I've been talking about my background and how I feel like it's really interesting that at this age, I've been through almost every section of the pet industry and seen it from all different sides, which has been able to shape my opinions and the way I train and the way I work with people. I think it's really unique. And one of my focuses is, you know, I've been able, I feel very blessed that I've been able to live my life among dogs. And these are the lessons that I've learned. And one of my favorite things is I live in a pack of five dogs, you know, and people say, well, isn't that crazy? Isn't it so much barking? And don't you always have a problem? And how do you give them all enough attention? And I think dogs were made to live in packs. You know, that's kind of where they came from. And I find it fascinating to be a part of their, their inner communication and watch their behavior together. And I feel like I'm able to give them the life they should always have. Like they're amongst their peers. 
And I'm just this lucky little interloper that happens to be their dog mom and be able to, you know, enjoy all the different facets I can with them upon learning new things and challenging them and building their confidence and sharing that with others, because it does enhance your relationship and your bond. And how is that not rewarding? Yeah, I I agree. And I can definitely say firsthand because I have such a different background than you. I didn't really get into dogs until, I don't know, the last five to eight years, really. I We had dogs since I was like a teenager, but I never thought I would be working in the pet industry until like five years ago. And um, so I just have such a different perspective. So like my, our dogs that we had growing up were just like our dogs and, you know, we didn't do anything special. We didn't take them anywhere. Like yep. well, we did the park and stuff, but like, it was not like it is now, like now, um, you know, with my, my two current dogs, it's just so interesting to see how like much more enthusiasm for life they have at their age than my old dog did it at the same age because yeah. my, and there was nothing wrong. It just, you know, was what it was, but, um, you know, my old dog at nine years old was like an old lady. And now my, <laughs> my two dogs are nine years old and they're like jumping around <laughs> and we go paddle boarding and they're like doing this That's awesome. that. Yeah. So it's just like, it's just really neat. Like the, to, to be able to, tell people about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, because if you don't know, then you don't know. And yeah. like, and how would you? Um, so, so people like us have to have to tell everyone. <laughs> I think it's that's important. Awesome. Yeah, it it's is, important. you know, and, and you're right. Like in the past 20 years, it's really changed. You know, when I was growing up, our dog was an outside dog. She only came in if the weather was bad. And I was so excited when I got my puppy, when I, you know, left, uh, graduated college, because I was like, this dog gets to live inside with me. You know, this dog is going to sleep in my bed. Like this dog is going to be my best friend on a different level that I ever had with my childhood dog. And I didn't really know the difference because growing up, that's just how dogs were. But we've made so many advances in nutrition and medicine and ways to improve their life in that sense that they are able to live longer. And why shouldn't we give them as fulfilling as a life as we look for for ourselves? You know, the one commodity we always run out of is time, especially those of us who, you know, work crazy hours and, um, you know, always focus forward on working. And Jason and I, you know, we have that problem of finding balance between work and life. And my dogs always remind me to stop and enjoy just the essence of being alive because it's the simple pleasures that they focus on. So it always helps me kind of redirect and think about what's important. And I'm glad that, you know, this industry has changed and we've moved toward and pet parents have have this new understanding of how you can Um, mentally and physically stimulate your dog every day in a way that enriches their life, that what they give you back in your connection and your, your bond is probably more than you ever realized was possible. Because it's like you said, you don't know what you don't know. And then when you start doing those things, the realization of a little bit more time invested brings so much more out for both of you, that it can help when you have you know, the pressures of the world, or you deal with, you know, every now and then we will have different difficult customers. And, you know, my my dogs help keep me level and keep me balanced, even when I can't keep my own work-life balance. So it's just immeasurable of being able to live around a, a species that's so 
um, unselfish mm-hmm. because very different from people, unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, people, but a really, a really neat perspective on life. And I think that's why I'm so attracted to the way that they live. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really great point to end on. So Katie, tell everyone where they can learn more about you and just dog people and parks and recreation. Where is your online hub? Sure. So we are in Garner, North Carolina and about 20 minutes outside of Raleigh. And our website is justdogpeople.com and Barks and Recs, with that being a new business, we're actually developing the website right now, but we do have Facebook presence on both um, Just Dog People and Barks and Recreation. So that is probably the best way to find us. And, um, you know, we love meeting new people and we love helping people. So even if you're not local, feel free to shoot us an email or reach out and we're happy to help in any way that we can. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks. I did too. It was fun. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.